All right, it's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Let's talk about the latest in the Surrey policing battle, the never-ending mm-hmm. fight. And, of course, the big event that we had was the uh, last week was the Solicitor General with the strong recommendation for Surrey to continue the transition to a new local police force, get rid of the RCMP. Mm-hmm. Then you had Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke saying, hell no, we're keeping the RCMP. And now I thought, and this jumped out at you, I know, that her tone seems to be changing well, just a little her bit Her interview here. with Janet Brown on Monday I thought was quite revealing because it was much more measured than Friday's uh, our way or the, or the doorway. Yeah. And now she seems to be softening um, and acknowledging they're going to go through this report in detail before taking a final uh, decision. Right. And, of course, there's that big pile of money on the table from the province, $150 million here on offer here to help them with the transition. And That's a av- lot of money to walk away from. And to avoid a $72 million severance bill that yeah. would come if you disbanded the uh, SPS. Right. The so problems would not pay that. I wonder if she's starting to waver here. So let's listen to a bit of that interview. So this is Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke. You'll also hear Global News reporter Janet Brown here. And just have a listen to where how she seems to be kind of opening the door a little bit. Have, let's listen. Everything is on the table. The uh, minister basically gave us a blank a blank uh, paper and so we have to look at what we have to do moving forward. And she continues to stand firm to keep the RCMP. Right now, that's the decision of council, and that is where we land. Right now. Yeah, everything's on said, the table. And right, right now. now yeah. Which suggests that this is a moving position. Yeah. Um, again, I, th- I think after reading the report she did get, the report she got is the one we got, which is it's true. There are a huge amount of pages redacted, which is the, basically the appendices. Um, but the main report, even though there's redactions in there, has enough information in there to to see what the conclusion was, which is that RCMP is not in a position to adequately staff uh, police levels in Surrey. Well, if you remember back when Brenda Locke was on Doug McCallum's team before she, she had the split with McCallum, and she actually supported she did the the she originally supported the move to a new police department. Then she flipped, right, and mm-hmm. said, no, it's going to be too expensive. That was her main reason for backing away from it, was the cost. Well, now you have the province putting $150 bucks on the table. Does this give her sort of an escape clause to say, well, her main concern has been addressed here? With uh, well, I, I, well, if she wants it to be an escape clause, it is an escape clause, an escape route. Um and again, I think just the language she used with Janet Brown was different than the language on Friday. Yeah. Which was that opening the door to potentially going along with the transition to SPS. What the fact she said, for now, it's our position to go with RCMP. She's going to spend a lot of time going through this report. David Eby and Mike Farmworth have pledged to meet with her. They're going to get the full report with, without the redactions. And we're understood the redactions are at the request of, of the RCMP and SPS because they, they detailed in fairly granular detail the staffing levels in certain departments at certain times of day in certain neighborhoods and such they don't want that information to go into the bad guy's hands yeah so but the councils get the full access and she said it could take a month to go through this report yeah i'm not sure why it would take a month but it is 500 pages 
Yeah. When you include all the appendices, which is basically the redacted parts of this, it runs more than 500 pages. Okay, we continue to follow that one. Now, also on policing, I thought this was really interesting. I had Brad West on the show earlier this week, the mayor of Port Coquitlam, and we're talking about the policing challenges in the region. I asked him his thoughts on what's going on in Surrey. And listen to what he said to me here about how he thinks, you know what, maybe they should. we should go for a police amalgamation, a single police force for the whole metro Vancouver region. Here's what he had to say, then I'll get your thoughts. Brad West. I am increasingly of the view that we should have regional policing in Metro Vancouver. Um, a lot of mayors will say, well, no, I don't want that. I, I, I don't want to you know, lose local control. Uh, and after five years of being mayor, I can tell you the idea of local control policing is a fallacy. What do you think of that? It's interesting. Well, I think you're going to see increasingly more voices along the route. Uh, note, last night, the CBC National uh, broke a story getting their hands on an internal RCMP report from last June about the very serious recruitment problems that force has. Uh, Alberta is moving away from the RCMP. Yeah. Um, Saskatchewan probably won't because they have the huge depot there, so they've got a vested interest in it. But there is pressure, I think. Uh, the, the, um, we've talked about this before, that Nova Scotia inquiry into the mass casualties there really uh, condemning the RCMP for what it called to be a broken culture. Uh, and this is not just confined to Nova Scotia in, the, in that commission's view. So it's, um, it's interesting how many problems the RCMP continue to experience. And then you've got more and more local voices advocating a more regional or municipal approach. So you've got Cash Heed, former Solicitor General, Wally Opel, former Attorney General, both saying that's where we're headed over time. So and, now Brad, and now Brad West, West. Very, very prominent mayor. Yeah, it's, it's, so. it's uh, interesting. Now you've got, I think you had New West uh, Council on saying no, I, I had a Delta part. City Council. I had, I had Dil- Dylan Kruger on yesterday, who is a, a city councillor in Delta, and he says, look, we love our local police department, the Delta Police mm-hmm. Force. If you go on their website, they actually have a logo there and a banner, the motto, and it's no call too small. <laughs> When you go in the Delta Police Force, and they have a news release on there about a guy who phoned the police because his dog got out of his are, yard. You are going to get some opposition, though. So you and I live in the capital, and yeah. what, what's the big issue here all the time? Amalgamation. There's 13 municipalities in this relatively small geographic area. Highlands, which I think has eight people or something, it has its own you know, municipal council. And there's been calls for amalgamation for years. It doesn't seem to go forward, even though right. people keep talking about it. So it's a harder thing to do when you've got mayors... Um, Brad West is right. There are going to be some areas say no. I like my I like my own police force here, just just fine. And the same thing in the capital, where they like each council likes its existence and doesn't want to give up its well, existence in the favor of amalgamating. Well, you may. I also had a new West councillor on, by the way, as well as you mentioned, Daniel Fontaine mm-hmm. said the same thing. We like our local police force. We mm-hmm. like our new West police. Now, just I, like I, people I, in Victoria don't want to give up Victoria police in right. favor of amalgamating with you know Squamish other SMP other or, communities and. So I, I put that to Brad West. I said, look, you're going to get pushback from these mayors who have a local police force. They don't want to give it up. And listen to what he had to say to me. Let's listen. We need to look at this from the perspective of what is the best model to keep people in this region safe. Not, you know, oh, what mayor are we going to piss off? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Well, yeah, well, you know, political reality is make, makes it a tough thing. But it, it, don't rule it out. I think if Surrey does move to Surrey Police Services, and I think it, they will, I think that's a major, major blow to the RCMP in terms of retaining their urban presence. And with Alberta moves away from the RCMP, as Danielle Smith is advocating, 
Um, that's that's a, a huge shift on the ground and will give momentum to more regional policing, whether it's province wide, whether it's the Metro Police Force. I still think it's a long conversation. OK, real quickly, let's talk about time of use billing from BC Hydro. So this is a an option you can select now that you could have variable well, pricing they, for BC Hydro. They've got an application from the BC Utilities Commission to okay. have uh, charge electricity different char- different prices depending on the time of day. You'd pay five cents a kilowatt more if you were to use for your electricity you use in peak hours, which primarily is, during the day. Four, well, I think it's four to nine. Okay, but, um, and, the and then if you use if you if you put your dishwasher on after ten. You're going to pay less for your electricity than if you did it earlier uh, in the day. So, but it's optional. But this was all when smart meters came in. I remember you writing oh, columns yeah. in the province. We all forecasted. Well, this sets the ground the the, the groundwork for eventually time of use billing. Yeah, Hydro denied it at the beginning. I don't think anybody really believed this was going to be a permanent uh, situation. But it also speaks to something that's uh, a much bigger picture, which is the VC uh, government is moving to a clean energy program uh, to really cut down the use of fossil fuels by massive electric- electricity. And hydro doesn't have a huge amount of extra supply. Site C is going to come on in a couple of years. Um, that's about 5,000 uh, gigawatts. But you look, you start plugging in electric vehicles, more yeah. electricity to replace fossil fuels. There's needs a lot more supply unless hydro can become more efficient. And they actually do say that. They think in terms of the future, 75% is going to be found through conservation and efficiency. About 20, 25% is through increased supply. So this is all part of that efficiency uh, that we're seeing going forward. Yeah, time of use billing, I think it's coming at us here. Let's listen to Susie Reeder here, spokesperson for BC Hydro on this. We know that the way our customers are using electricity is changing, and one of the things that they want are more options. And it is an optional time of use rate, and we know it might not be ideal for everyone. Okay, so they're just giving the people what they want. They want, they well, want the it's, options it's to op- pay more. It's optional for now, uh, you know, if, if the Utilities Commission passes, which I think they will. Um, but uh, the, the use of electricity, the creation of electricity, it's all going to change over the next few years to accommodate this real shift to massive electrification. We're using our hydro system in a way we haven't used for a long time. Let's go right to your phone calls here. George in Nanaimo. Hi, George. Go ahead. Good morning, guys. Uh, we would do anything in Nanaimo to have our own police force. Right now we have a RCMP that just drive all over town, never get out of their vehicles. Uh, the Millstone encampment is still there. They still have not done anything. And then the latest thing, our our mayor was on Jill Jill's show last week talking a lot of tough talk. And we find out yesterday they're going to allow a new safe injection site at the old White Spot restaurant right beside our waterfront park. So oh you wonder why we're getting upset over here. They say one thing and then they allow something else. It's just a horror show. Thank you for the call. Yeah, it's been talked about before. The RCMP haven't really been very public in Nanaimo in terms of news coverage, offering statements, explaining what what, what the rationale is for treating that or not treating with that stream uh, homeless encampment. And of course, that's where we had Clint Smith. Yeah, uh, that was uh, the guy who got shot, shot down there. Went uh, he went back to get he went down to try and get some stolen property. Yeah, so there's you know violence associated with that, and the RCMP have really haven't commented one way or another. Yeah, Brian in South Surrey. Hi, Brian. Go ahead. 
Hey, good morning, guys. I always enjoy your segment. A um, couple things I wanted to talk about, the policing in Surrey and the hydro. Uh, on the police issue, I, I can't believe that they're they're making this uh, about uh, your mayor, mayor candidate that you voted for. It had nothing to do with that. It was most people in Surrey were just trying to determine which is the lesser of two evils of who to vote for because there was no choice. But it had nothing to do with the policing. I'm hoping that the, the regional police will stay in place and the, the municipal police and the RCMP will be gone. So I'm hoping it's trending that direction. On the hydro issue, it, this is, they're just floating this balloon because it's coming. And I've talked yeah. to you guys before about electri- electrification of the cars that they're pushing for in government. And we're spewing out all these, my tax dollars, your tax dollars, to subsidize people buying these vehicles. We don't have the power grid to support it. Mm-hmm. If one in four uh, cars on the road become electric, just in the, in the, in the lower mainland, everything crashes. So it, it's coming and it's going to mm-hmm. be expensive. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, very good call, Brian. Yeah, so right now I think 13% of all new cars in B.C. are electric. The goal for the government, uh, once they've established a policy that by 2030, 90% of all cars, new cars wow. purchased, these are new cars, yeah. these aren't used vehicles, these are new cars, have to be electric vehicles. Right. So that's uh, a couple things there. One is the ongoing challenge of producing that many electric vehicles, the the uh, Minerals they require yep. are not um, that uh, uh, available, and certainly China uh, state-owned companies control much of the mining fields in Indonesia and the Congo and such, where these mine, where these minerals, lithium and cobalt, for example, are needed to uh, build the batteries here. Uh, and again, the grid can it support it? Well, hydro tells me that Site C, just Site C alone, would be has would generate enough power to electrify 1.7 million vehicles. So we're not going to get to 1.7 million. And when does Site C come online? A couple years from now. uh, Well, we had a caller on a couple days ago. No, it's not going to be 2027. But again, Hydro says I think 2025 is the goal for Site C to come online. Correct. Um, but this is an ongoing issue, you know, and the caller's right to be skeptical whether we have enough electricity and enough materials to meet these targets. For sure. Doug in Surrey. Hi, Doug. Go ahead. Hi, guys. It sounds like Brenda Locke is getting taught a lesson she may not be ready to accept. And the fact that she has to work with people, it's not like the good old days when she was in provincial politics and in her fight with Doug McCallum, that she has to learn to live with people, not stomp all over them. And that 150 mil in front of their hot little noses is going to be a powerful incentive. She's going to have to listen to people. It might be an offer she can't refuse here. It could be a godfather moment here. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's money to cover transition costs. Yeah. You know, it's not like free money to go spend on a rec center. But Surrey, keep in mind, and, when that, and this goes to other mayors, and what about me too, mayors and city councils and metro and around the province just got a billion dollars of free money. Yeah, but, that's, but, but we, we talked about that earlier in the week. It's like, isn't that, you know, Farnworth said that too. He goes, what are you whining about? We just gave you a million bucks, or a billion bucks. But that billion dollars was for infrastructure. It wasn't for policing costs like they're getting. Surrey's getting a special deal. Surrey's getting $90 million, and Locke indicated that $90 million was going to be used to defray for costs. Yeah. To defray costs. So yeah. it's uh, the province, there's no, there's, no, um, there's no rule that says the province has to use or the city has to use it on infrastructure. Yeah. And that was made clear when Surrey balked at that. So that if the mayor and the councils want to use the money for whatever they see fit, they can do it. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. 